Okay, this is 2012, and a bunch of people are gathered around a platform on the edge of town in Springfield, Illinois. Tony Arnold, explain what's going on. What's happening here is a bunch of people have gathered to listen to a speech from then-Illinois Governor Pat Quinn, and this is at the Illinois State Fair. Ooh, I love state fairs. There's, like, the Ferris wheel rides, mm-hmm. the, the game where you throw the ping-pong ball and win a goldfish. Oh, yeah. Cow sculpture made of butter. Right? Yeah, the butter Isn't cow, the... it's a classic. What's yeah. not to love? Well, in this particular year, there was plenty to not love if you're a Democratic politician. That's because a lot of the people that you're hearing here were there to protest. Keep your word! Fair contract! Keep your word! Fair contract! Keep your word! What were they protesting? They were protesting the Democratic Party leadership, including the governor at the time, Pat Quinn. These are people that they've supported in the past. These are actually people in the crowd, the unions, who tend to support the Democrats. They were actually protesting the people that they've supported because of how they were talking about taking away their pension benefits at the time, which is a very you know sensitive subject for the union members. Thank you again, everyone, for being here and for stating your opinion, whatever it is. And I respect it. And I respect an honest and a courageous governor of the state of Illinois, our governor, Pat Quinn. Well, thank you for that warm, warm welcome. We're gonna welcome everybody to our state fair. We all believe in the First Amendment and the- It was really loud at the time. Um, I, I, because I'm a radio reporter, I was plugged into the sound system to record what was being said in the microphone, but the reporters around me who weren't plugged in had to actually pull me aside at the end because they couldn't hear over the booze what was actually being said. They had no idea what the speech actually was. The booze were just out of control. So I had to like play back the speech for the reporters around me because the booze were just too loud. I inherited a lot of problems that I didn't create, but I'm here to repair and re- resolve them, reform them. Why would they do this at the Illinois State Fair? Why would you do it at the state fair? Because it's the state fair. This is like an annual big celebration. It's the thing that you do right before the final stretch of the campaigns. You go to the state fair. They get all riled up and they say, go home and go get them. We're going to win in November. It's just what you do. It's the state fair. We're going to band together in the best traditions of Abraham Lincoln's democracy and make the will of the people the law of the land. Thanks for coming. And instead, they were there to make a political statement. That's right. They were there to embarrass them at their own party. Hi, everyone. This is On Background, the WBEZ politics podcast. We're here to bring you the backstory on the week's big story and help you better understand Chicago politics. I'm Becky Vivi. This week, the Illinois State Fair. That's right, friends. Carnival rides, corn dogs, and even a ludicrous concert. This heavy dose of Americana draws hundreds of thousands of people, and it's become a favorite venue for Illinois politicians, from Abraham Lincoln to current Governor Bruce Rauner. Today, I'm joined by WBEZ state politics reporters Tony Arnold and Dave McKinney to talk about how exactly politics managed to plant its awful self right in the middle of all the hog calling and deep fried butter, and what this week's state fair tells us about the upcoming election season. But 
before we hear about all the grandstanding that took place at the Illinois State Fair this week, we're going to look back at the 165-year-old tradition with WBEZ's Dave McKinney. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Hey, Becky. Doing well. How are you? Good. So Abraham Lincoln was at the State Fair. Did he get a corn dog with a photo op? Well, that's a good question. I would like to see that picture, but it's probably impossible. And here's why. I'm going to ask you a quick trivia question. Any idea where corn dogs and a stick were invented? Was it Springfield, Illinois? Oh, give that woman a prize. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, it was the mid-1940s. So, of course, that's uh, well after Lincoln came and went. So no corn dogs for Abe. But, you know, the political traditions of the state fair, they date all the way back to Abe Lincoln. You know, he never was there as president, but in 1854, um, he shows up there with Stephen Douglas, who was the Democratic U.S. Senator for Illinois at the time. And the two of them were talking about the morality of slavery. And, you know, they had a string of famous debates all over Illinois in 1858. This was sort of a precursor to that. But it started with Lincoln giving a long speech on the fairgrounds. And uh, Douglas himself had to give it in the uh, old state capitol because the day of his speech, it, it was rainy. But Those debates uh, would go on to define Lincoln and and help launch his career in politics and and take him to the White House. So Illinois State Fair sort of practice grounds for Honest Abe. Yeah, they they really established him as as uh, as as a political force. Besides Lincoln, have other presidents come to the Illinois State Fair? Well, by my count, there were six sitting U.S. presidents who visited there. I mean, eight if you throw in Lincoln and Barack Obama. He was a regular at the fair as a U.S. senator, but he never was there as a sitting U.S. president. And, you know, as you might guess, particularly with the Republicans who showed up, they loved invoking Lincoln in Springfield, Illinois. It's kind of a can't-miss formula. Uh, Lincoln, of course, was a Republican. And, you know, here's uh, George H.W. Bush, who was the last sitting president to appear there uh, in a 1992 campaign rally at the fairgrounds. And let me just say it is really great to be back in Springfield. Lincoln, you recall, Abraham, that is, said of uh, this, he said to this place and the kindness of this, these people, I owe everything. I think he had good taste in political parties. I think he had uh, great taste in hometowns. Yeah, as if you could pick your hometown. <laughs> well, I know. And, and, you know, when I went back and listened to that, Abraham, that is, as if he had to sort of like, t- you know, yeah. make sure we didn't get confused with the other Lincoln from Springfield. But, you know, there, there are other presidents uh, who have, who have uh, shown up at the fairgrounds. I mean, one that we don't hear often about from the 1800s, Rutherford B. Hayes. And then, you know, in the 20th century, Dwight Eisenhower, JFK, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, they all made appearances at the state fairgrounds. And Reagan probably had the folksiest appearance of them all back in 1986. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. You know, he, uh, he, he talked about agriculture and growing up in Illinois, but he also told a rather long-winded joke. There was a fellow ride, riding down the road doing about 55 miles an hour, as is legal, and happened to glance out the side and saw a chicken running alongside beside him. And he couldn't believe it. So he stepped it up to about 65, and the chicken kept right up with him. And finally, he was up to 70, and the chicken then spurted and went out ahead of him and crossed the highway in front of him and went down a lane. Well, he screeched to a halt and turned down the lane himself and found himself in a farmyard. And there was a farmer standing there, and he said, did you see a chicken go by here? The fellow says, yep, it's one of mine. Well, he said, am I crazy, or did that chicken have three legs? Farmer says, yep, I raise them that way. Well, he said, why? 
Well, he says, I like the drumstick. Ma likes the drumstick. Junior came along and he likes the drumstick. We got tired of fighting over him. So I raised him with three legs. And the fellow says, well, how do they taste? He says, I don't rightly know. We haven't been able to catch one. <laughs> and, you know, another part of his speech, he, uh, toward the end, I mean, he also accepted a peach pie from the, uh, the, the reigning Miss Illinois at the time. Don't hate me for this, but I have to say the peach pie was delivered by a peach. Speaking of presidents, President Donald Trump is not coming to the Illinois State Fair this year. He wasn't here last year or the year before. But as you said, the last sitting president to show up was George H.W. Bush. President Barack Obama didn't even come when he was a sitting president. Why do you think that is, Dave? Well, I think, you know, Trump is a good example. I mean, Trump never really was competitive in Illinois. So, you know, why waste your time here? And, and you know, and I think to some extent, the same argument applied to Obama because in Illinois, you go back to 1992 and, and in the seven presidential elections since then, the state has voted Democrat every single time. So, you know, these top tier Democratic candidates running for president or who you know are incumbents, they realize that Illinois is pretty safe. And so their, their time is better spent somewhere else. No need to eat deep fried food when the, the state is solidly blue, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Obama, he, he did make an appearance at the fair. Uh, it was before he became president. He was a, a speaker at the 2004 Governor's Day rally at the fairgrounds. And this was a point in time in Obama's timeline where he had just burst on the national scene because he had uh, won this primary for the U.S. Senate in 2004. It was a surprise win. And then he was asked to deliver a keynote speech at the Democratic National Convention that year in Boston. And that some people today said that 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 is the speech that really defined his political career heading into the White House. That was the speech where he did the whole red state, blue state, we are the United States of America, right? Yeah, all about unity. So he spoke at the state fair before he became president. Uh, That's right. And, uh, you know, again, he was a big deal then. And Democrats had a lot of enthusiasm at that point for him. I mean, they were just swept up by the the magnetism of him. I want to thank all the constitutional officers, our great governor, Rod Blagojevich. Rod, I've got to say that that if, if, uh, you know, you had walked into uh, Governor's Day about uh, 30 years ago and uh, you had told him that uh, you'd see signs saying Obama Blagojevich, People would have asked uh, what you were smoking. But it's a sign of the nature of our party that, in fact, uh, we can have those signs up. I mean, the point Obama was making there, of course, was that, you know, there had been a remarkable shift in the demographics of the Democratic Party since the 1970s. I mean, here, you know, in 2004, you had an African-American and a Serbian-American in in Blagojevic topping the Illinois ticket. But I think the major takeaway when you go back and you listen to a a recording like that is how knowing what we know now with the corruption charges that sent Blagojevich to prison for 14 years, cringeworthy. Right. It is interesting how Obama is sort of commenting on the state of the Democratic Party. And it seems like in Illinois more so than at least in my home state of Wisconsin, the state fair is the place where there's this real temperature check on the politics of the day and annually can serve as sort of a kickoff to election season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you mentioned the timing of it. I mean, it's always in August and, and you know, it's ahead of the, the general election, whether it's a midterm or a governor's election or a presidential race. And, you know, the thing that you always look for in these events is the size of the crowds and, and the intensity of the crowds. And there have been rallies there that I've covered where particularly at the end of 
Blagojevich's tenure as governor or George Ryan's tenure. He was a Republican that preceded uh, Blagojevich, right, of course. Right. The parties, the Republicans under Ryan and the Democrats under Blagojevich were dispirited and, and you know, they were sparsely attended rallies. And you just kind of got a sense that they were, th- these parties were sort of sick at that point. And on the flip side, you, you get the, the intensity in the crowds. And, you know, in spite of what Obama said about Blagojevich, at the time, as I mentioned, he was a big, big deal. And the crowds were there and there was like just a, a real energy. energy in the air. Right. It was so perceptible. And it seems like sometimes the appearances feel really heavily orchestrated. But, you know, as we heard at the top in 2012, the governor, the sitting governor at the time, Pat Quinn, got booed by his own members of his own party. Apart from all of the orchestrated events, do we ever see unexpected clashes and conflicts like the one in 2012? Yeah, I mean, they certainly do show up from time to time. And, and, you know, the parties both want these events to sort of come off cleanly and, you know, almost as if they're stage productions. They want the coverage to be positive and no fighting. But on the flip side, there are plenty of unscripted moments. And I can think back to Rod Blagojevich again, where while he didn't get booed off the stage as Quinn did, Turbulence seemed to follow him around, and, and in 2002, when he was running for governor, at that point, you know there was there was a great deal of enthusiasm that Democrats had then because they were about to take control of the governor's mansion after a quarter century, and and so everything was looking up for them. But yet, at the fairground rallies that year, it was sort of overshadowed by fighting between Blagojevich and the state party chairman Michael Madigan. At, at one point, shortly before the the fair started, Blagojevich had called Madigan arrogant. And so when they all get to Springfield and Madigan comes out and meets reporters for the first time, he's asked about it and he takes umbrage at at Blagojevich's comments and and then flips it around and and says that he's aware of certain indiscretions of Blagojevich, but then he won't say what they are. And and of course, you know, that piques everybody's curiosity about what could he possibly be talking about. And that really became the headline of that year's fairground event. It wasn't about love and unity and right. a party about to, to take full control of power. It was about, you know, infighting. And that's not what they want to see. And that was in 2002, which would have been six years before Governor Rob Blagojevich eventually got indicted by the feds on corruption charges. You've covered the Illinois State Fair for many years. What are some of the other memorable moments well, I mean, I grew up downstate, and I mean, I remember, uh, you know, in the 1980s, Jim Thompson would go, uh, the former Republican governor, served four terms. He would go and every year uh, make it a habit of, of climbing up this probably three-story tall uh, yellow slide that uh, you, you would sit on a burlap uh, sack at the top of it and then ride down. And, you know, it was a big photo op for him year after year. I remember that. But you fast forward to the, you know, where we're at now. And I mean, Governor Rauner, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, he's shown up repeatedly on his Harley Davidson. Yeah, on the Harley. Beautiful morning. The sunrise was spectacular. I mean, he's tried to create this kind of, you know, everyman image with the, you know, the motorcycle and the Timex watch and the Wrangler jeans, and it all sort of fits in with his persona at the state fair. And uh, back in 2013, that's when when many of us got our first crack at him uh, as a candidate for governor. And when he showed up on the Harley, he wasn't really in the mood to answer many questions. I remember uh, asking him at one point whether he thought the state should have a mandatory helmet law for motorcyclists. And that's that's always a touchy political subject for riders out there. So do you wear a helmet? I always wear a helmet. And, and should all Illinoisans who, who ride bikes do that? <laughs> you know what? Today is about the fair and having a lot of fun. I'm going to pull pork sandwich and a lot of ice cream. Oh, we're all already dodging questions. <laughs> it's almost like he's saying, let's bring politics to the fair, but then let's not 
not talk about politics while we're at the fair. Yeah, let's talk about the pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah, right. So, Dave, what sort of, I guess, non-political memories do you have of the Illinois State Fair? Well, I mean, I remember seeing Bob Dylan and Blondie and, you know, the classic rock concert people that would show up there. But one thing that I guess would stand out to me are the food vendors. And we all know about, yeah. you know, they're frying everything imaginable there. But, <laughs> but one year, fairly recently, I went down there. I uh, stopped at one of the booths and reached into my wallet for a $10 bill and ordered up a slice of pizza. And it wasn't, you know... A, wasn't a, Chicago deep was, dish? It was not just any kind of pizza. It was, it was mealworm pizza. Wait, mealworm? Yeah, mealworm. Like the worms from the ground? Yeah, these are the ones that uh, you put on a hook and you go fishing with. Um, by the time that uh, those things had come out of the oven, they were crunchy. And Ugh. I took one bite. And I can say that there was not a whole lot of flavor. But I can also say that I'm done with mealworm yeah, pizza. Yeah, I'm going to stick with elephant ears. <laughs> Those were always my favorite yeah. at the State Fair. Yeah, safe call. Well, Dave McKinney, thanks so much for yeah. giving us the brief history of the Illinois State Fair. Thanks much. We'll be right back after a break. All right. Joining me now is WBEZ's Tony Arnold. Hi, Tony. Hi, Becky. So who were the big name politicians that came to this year's Illinois State Fair? Well, it's always a big draw for the Democrats. They really fill up the room. And this year it was supposed to be former Vice President Joe Biden. He ended up canceling at the last second because of uh, doctor's orders. Apparently he has laryngitis. So in the last day, maybe 48 hours, they had to hurry up and scramble and find somebody to replace him. They ended up getting the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. South Bend? Yeah. What, why, why, why the mayor of South Bend, Indiana? <laughs> uh, well, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, he's an up-and-comer in the party. He ran for chairman of the National Democratic Party. Uh, he didn't get it, but he, he, he got a lot of attention in that campaign. So they called him up, and it's it's clear he's got some charisma, and the party's grooming him to to go bigger than mayor of South Bend, Indiana, one day. It is a great honor to be invited here, even knowing that I may have been invited here as an act of desperation. <laughs> but really, if you look at you know who's the big draw at these events at the state fair, the focus is always always on the governor. And in Illinois this year, we get to vote on who we want to be governor. Remind us who our choices are. You actually have four choices on the ballot. The Republican is the incumbent governor, Bruce Rauner. The Democrat is J.B. Pritzker. There's a conservative party candidate, Sam McCann. He's a state senator. And then there's also the libertarian, Cash Jackson. Did they all give speeches at the state fair? Only the Republicans and the Democrats do. Okay, so let's start with the incumbent, Governor Bruce Rauner. What was his message to voters? Well, Rauner's really trying to do two things. One is that he's trying to unify the Republican Party, which in Illinois is kind of fractured for a few different reasons, one of which is the different approaches or different thoughts on President Trump. Is he good? Is he evil? The Republicans in Illinois are kind of split on that. The other reason, thing going on with that is Rauner has upset social conservatives, had a very contentious primary against um, a conservative who Rauner barely beat. He survived by the skin of his teeth. And so he's been trying to unify Republicans ahead of November. When we stick together, 
when we stand up and make, be loud and proud and make sure that we are known and we are heard, we will become the majority party in the state of Illinois again. And I'm all in committed to that. The other thing that Rauner is doing in his time at the state fair is blaming House Speaker Michael Madigan, the chairman of the Illinois Democratic Party, for just about everything that's been wrong with the state because Madigan's been around for more than 40 years and he's really Rauner's arch nemesis. And I don't say that lightly. Those two hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) So how is he planning to unify people again? He's going to unify his party by going against Madigan. And what you're going to see is Rauner spending a lot of his own money. He's also very wealthy in TV ads against Madigan, tying uh, his Democratic opponent, J.B. Pritzker, to Madigan, saying that if you vote for Rauner, if you vote for me, I will stop Madigan. It's a stark choice, a clear, distinct choice. It could night and day difference. The darkness of Madigan and Prixner it's versus the daylight and a, and a light future for the people of Illinois. Pritzker and Madigan will continue the regime of regulations and punishing red tape, pushing job creators out of this state. What about J.B. Pritzker? He's the Democratic nominee. What did he tell voters? Well, Pritzker, one of his big things has been, uh, you got to understand, Pritzker is one of the richest people in the world. How much money does he have? Billions. Billions, man. With an S, yeah. Wow. And a B. Uh, And a B, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he has given his campaign more than $100 million of his own money. That is, I know there's a lot of numbers that get thrown around in campaigns. What's a lot of money anymore? $100 million is a lot of money, especially for what's considered kind of a local race, a, a race for governor. And Pritzker is now starting to spend some of that money not just on himself, but other Democrats, particularly Democrats in more conservative or Republican areas of the state. His whole point is Democrats will never have a chance if we don't build up in these parts of the state, if we don't give them something, some kind of organization. So Pritzker's trying to build up democratic organizations in parts of the state that you wouldn't normally think of. So he's looking to downstate areas to win democratic seats in the state house. Is that kind of what's going on? It's the state house. It's county clerks. It's the other Democrats running statewide for attorney general and comptroller, all kinds of elected offices. That's right. Okay. And is... Is it fair to say that Illinois is pretty red right now in those areas? Especially in southern Illinois, that's the area that came out very strong for Donald Trump. Looking at recent trends in voting in 2016, far southern Illinois, closer to the Kentucky border, closer to Missouri. It feels very far away from Chicago, but that's where a lot of there's a lot of support for Donald Trump. That's where also where, you know, parts of the river along the Mississippi River on the western side, there's some pockets of of strong democratic support there that I think Pritzker wants to really tap into. There are pundits who say that we can't compete in places like Grundy County or in places like Schuyler County or in Johnson County. They say they're just too Republican. We can't compete there. The pundits are wrong. I say not only are we going to compete, but we're going to turn them blue. Interesting. Okay. So it seems like the focus at the Illinois State Fair now is a lot more on local races, not so much on who's running for president. Now, we don't have a presidential election going on right now, but even so, who else spoke at the State Fair this week, Tony? When 
politicians speak at the state fair, it's really a chance for them to show off who their ticket is. And so you can kind of show off who the candidate for comptroller is. I know that's an exciting race. A lot of people Uh, don't do a lot of research on the comptroller. Exactly. Secretary of State, treasurer, some of these other races that are going on that are still significant and taken very seriously by the party, even if you might not see the campaign commercials on TV like you do for Bruce Rauner or J.B. Pritzker on what seems like nonstop cycles nowadays. Did other people give speeches while they were down there? So from on the Republican side, you heard from Lieutenant Governor Evelyn Sanguinetti. This is the spiciest, the hottest, the busiest, the most expensive, the most watched, the most talked about election in our history. You heard from Erica Harold, who's seen as uh, an up-and-comer in the Illinois Republican Party. She's the nominee for attorney general. You saw a few downstate congressmen from Illinois on the Republican side. Rodney Davis, also seen as kind of uh, going places within the Republican Party. And Darren LaHood, who spoke very highly of Donald Trump and and got a lot of praise for being one of the only people to actually mention Trump's name at all on Republican Day. On the Democratic side, you had Kwame Raul, their candidate for attorney general. Protecting our students, our environment. Our families, it's not political. It will be my duty as your next attorney general. Susanna Mendoza, the incumbent comptroller. Mike Frericks, the incumbent treasurer. Jesse White was there. He's one of the most popular politicians in the state. He always wins for secretary of state. He's our buddy at the DMV. Yeah, he runs the DMV. If you want your driver's license, you got to go see Jesse White. So if the Illinois State Fair sort of sets the stage for the next two months with election season... What's your assessment? What's the state of the two parties heading into this fall election season? What you're seeing from these two parties is a money fight. They have two extremely wealthy people at the top of their tickets. Bruce Rauner on one side, he has hundreds of millions of dollars personally. J.B. Pritzker, a billionaire. And they're both clearly willing to put tens of millions of dollars of their own money into this campaign, which is trickling down then to other races as well. They're spreading the wealth out. And what you're going to see is a lot of TV ads to make it known to voters who is running on these races where, you know, they're not the most widely known people or races even. It's almost a little ironic that you've got these millionaires, multimillionaires hanging out at the Illinois State Fair where, you know, a corn dog goes for three dollars. Yeah, they can they can look like a fish out of water at this event. Uh-huh. Um, but these two candidates in particular, Rauner and Pritzker, are, are pretty scripted. They've clearly done their research on how they're supposed to act and behave at the Illinois State Fair. There's a method to that, the way that politicians should walk around, greet the pork farmers, get a milkshake at the dairy farm maybe, and just be folksy with the people there. Tony Arnold, thank you so much. Yeah, of course, Becky. That's it for today's episode. You can rate, review, subscribe, and download the On Background podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow all of WBEZ's political coverage at wbez.org politics and always on air at 91.5 FM.